Good morning, good evening. Whoever you are, wherever you are, whatever you may be doing, we wish to welcome you in to this episode of Just Another Conspiracy Show with your host, Jeff Williams. As an announcement, Just Another Conspiracy Show is now available on iHeartRadio.com, both on their website and on their app, so you can get up to date with all the episodes you might have missed out on. And for those who don't like DSS streaming, it is right there for you to enjoy. As a wish to all, Happy Canada Day, Happy Independence Day, whatever you might be celebrating this week. This will be a shorter episode, both because it's a holiday and your time is valuable, and also because it's really just a little bit off normal kilter. Now, <clears throat> carefully watching the news lately has been a grueling experience. Everywhere you look, from Maryland, Toronto, we're getting more and more shootings and killings. It is highly concerning because a lot of these shootings are attributed to workplace or political disgruntlement. And at the workplace, yes, there is indeed stress. And it's real-life stress. It's understandable somewhat for a person to snap or go postal, as the old expression went. But the political arena does not and has never been concerned with the regular citizens. So to enact violence because of political reasons is seemingly illogical, outside of course revolution, which hopefully is not necessary as of yet. Now the fact is, we're being treated very carefully like cattle. We're fed exactly what we need to get big, slow, and dull-witted. The people in charge, the hidden ones, don't want us thinking for themselves. They want us reacting to solutions. Because they know they can control reactions, particularly in a crowd. If someone walks into a place and starts shooting, they know people will run. In much the same way, <clears throat> they know how they can divide the population among political factions, no matter how arbitrary those factions might be. Look at most political parties in the Western world, and the ones in power are primarily centrist. Um, they might have rivals, but they all expose the same basic views, with just minor bits of difference to keep some sort of seeming conflict between them. But to their voter base, to their devotees, you would think it was trench warfare between the factions. From their perspective, the two could not be more opposite. It's as if the light and the dark themselves were contending for power. Now, inevitably, both sides are compared to Nazis, summing up a whole host of imagery that probably has no place in modern society. Indeed, in most parts of the political spectrum, racial segregation and extermination are unthinkable in 2018 aside from a few fringe parties which do exist in certain places. But attack ads have become ubiquitous, commonplace, 
Message boards and social media are filled with echo chambers attacking the policies of the rich and powerful. And the funny part is, the rich and powerful populate both sides of the political spectrum from a Western point of view. And they urge others, as in you and I, to see the criminal behavior that is taking place on the so-called opposite side of the political spectrum. But again, the opposite side of the political spectrum is nowhere close to being as right and left. In fact, it is more center-right to center-left, separated by a couple degrees, and that's it. Now, as somebody who has no true affiliation and an equal opportunity disliker of both sides of the political spectrum, it's actually somewhat amusing to watch. You see, in the spirit of Canada Day and Independence Day, one of the great things our country was founded on was the idea of equality and due representation, not only in the justice system, but also in the government. Now, the idea of equal representation means that everybody gets a vote, and the party system has really subverted this to a great degree. Instead of liking your local representative, you in fact have to support him supporting a party ideology. Now, when this goes takes place on the local level, it's a little bit more clear-cut. If one person wants to build a dam or the other person wants to build houses, you can make a rational determination for yourself which you prefer, more dams or more houses. But it's hard to say when, precisely, but the federal government stopped paying attention to its people aside from opinion polls. And even those are conducted mostly by the major political parties. You see, there's no interest in what the average person has to say anymore. And the political parties that use these statistics only use it to justify their already established agenda. Because, of course, if a liberal party goes out and conducts a survey, they intend to use it to show that whatever their platform is, is great for everybody and everybody agrees with them. <clears throat> Machiavelli said to treat politics like war, and unfortunately we have followed his and Sun Tzu's philosophies far too well. Instead of a calm, rational debate, we're on the grip of hysterical finger-pointing and accusations. Again, attack ads, show what the enemy is doing wrong, find where they are weak, and wage politics as if it was war, just like Machiavelli said. And in the event a politician gets into a scandal, it gets much worse. The amount of mudslinging becomes extreme and is actually quite distasteful for a supposedly civilized society. You see, the idea of democracy, whether direct or indirect, was always essentially about rational self-interest. Now the key word here is the word rational. <clears throat> you see, self-interest means winning at all costs, no matter what. I must win, me, me, me. Rational self-interest involves taking a look what is good for you, but from a bigger perspective. Again, houses versus dams. Yes, it would be nice for everybody to have houses, but that dam is going to generate electricity. With more electricity comes more jobs, and with more jobs will come more opportunities where you can earn money to buy your own house. That would be rational self-interest. In this narrow situation, I'm making up in my mind. So Another example would be, imagine for a moment you want to install a pool in your backyard. 
but your neighbor has a big tree that has roots in your garden. If you just dig down, it's going to cut the roots to the tree, killing it and causing it to fall on your pool and possibly your house. The self-interested thing to do would be to install the pool and hope for the best. But the rational, self-interested thing to do would be to discuss with your neighbor. Maybe they're tired of the tree too. Perhaps they see there's a better spot for your pool that we be away from the roots of their tree. Perhaps there's even a third option the two of you can develop together. Now that is the real purpose of a democracy, to work together to solve problems. Not to fractionalize people into splinter groups and to make them all despise each other. But this fractionalization and splinterization is happening in real time all around us. As a manager, you make your fellow employees... Let me try that again. At work, you talk with your fellow employees about your boss or manager because they are seen as the other. The man as a manager, you make connections and work with others to network and develop greater contracts. As an owner, you work, accumulate more money, power, and wealth any way that you can. These are all people working in self-interested ways, just like Machiavelli and Sun Tzu suggested. Now, in not only an ideal world, but in the real world, these three groups can work in harmony. You see, there have been co-ops over the years, they have been worker-owned companies, there have been all sorts of things put together. <coughs> Admittedly, they're not as profitable as raw capitalist companies who want to destroy everything for the sake of the, the shareholder, but the fact is they can work, and trickle-down economics is no more valid than communism both of which have serious flaws neither one neither one has ever made a significant impact on the world but the people are always trying to develop an idyllic solution to our economic and social woes now these woes are intensifying mass shootings did happen 20 and even 40 years ago but they are they were rare but right now they are front and center with today's media Needs. And we are presented with the perception this is a seemingly that they are going on more and more, the present, and the killers are but we have the solution in front of us. Again, a return to democracy, real democracy, government for the people, by the people, and the people need to include the people need to be included absolutely everywhere. Your side is not going to win every election. That's the truth. No matter how much you may be committed to right or left, liberal or conservative, whatever party you might feel, the fact is the whole world doesn't agree with you. But after the election is over, there's no need to keep slinging mud at those that had opposing views. Talk out your ideas from a calm and rational perspective. Listen to those around you because their ideas might have merit. It's the listening part we do less and less of these days. We hear the arguments of the people we are debating, and we pick out specific points we wish to refute. But instead of actually taking heed of what they are saying and evaluating in a rationally self-interested matter, it's better for us to just simply switch on, and in the heat of the moment, it's understandable why somebody might type something outrageous on a keyboard and hit send, but that is why we are told to read a text or a post before we send it off. As the saying goes, write it, regret it. So, the online world feeds into the physical world, 
with discussions running re sorry ruining real life friendships and causing us to forget the importance of Canada Day and Independence Day to admire people who stood up for their ideals now <clears throat> excuse me they forged countries together from those ideas either through revolution or through peaceful compromise depending on which country that you are talking about both countries started off as much less than ideal places but over time can the united states had become beacons to the rest of the world beacons of industry prosperity and harmony despite our divisions in north america we have a remarkably tolerant culture of race creed and ideologies and that's what's being stripped away from us by the global mass media ah, that was a funny little faux pas the global mass media and the illuminati by using the ancient tried and true strategy of divide and conquer they have set us up to be at one another's throats by facilitating factionalization amongst the population they have robbed us of the idea of rational self-interest and calm forced debate watch parliament in session especially during a contentious issue and they degenerate into a bunch of hooting baboons yes there's time for reactions which is exactly what the illuminati want out of us reactions because we're so controllable but there's also a time for dignity and poise this is what is missing in our current democratic process the ability our ancestors had to look beyond the divisions and see the common ground some of the greatest governments of the world have been coalition governments winston churchill's wartime government for example yet in north america we see a coalition government as an evil unto itself something to be avoided imagine a party born out of true compromise representing more than one point of the political spectrum is a bigger evil than almost anything else that we have seen in the modern society we always think to ourselves one side must be victorious there must be a winner that's a bit of the competitive attitude that we have in north america but by failing to see common ground we trap ourselves into missing opportunities opportunities that should be there for every single citizen see the 19 and the 50s and the 1960s the government was seen as a steward of the people and took care the care of its citizens seriously back then the governments were interested in developing infrastructure they wanted to bring clean water and electricity to new areas and see that their people were taken care of as much as possible for the time at any rate now here in 2018 we live in the crumbling remnants of that structure that had served for too long in some cities they've lost the blueprints to the original schematics and can no longer successfully successfully repair sewers pipes and even electrical grids because they simply don't know where to find them anymore this is all because instead of seeing the long-term good of the people politicians are locked into four-year glimpses of the time they do not see any advantage into putting into place a scheme that their opponent might be able to take credit for in five years because if they lose the next election they will not be able to take part or take credit for their own idea so instead of putting money into the future where it can accrue interest and over time they spend it now on band-aid solutions this is again a result of our polarized political system and the meddling of the illuminati the top politicians are all sponsored by major corporations 
and sometimes I think they should be forced to wear the logos of the corporations they are sponsored by if there was a suit with enough room. And some of the politicians have more room on their suits than others, if you know what I mean. But as we have seen on just another conspiracy show before, the major corporations are a conglomeration of oligarchies. There's no single one at the top. They all form independent groups, just as if they were gangs. So, by controlling the pocket strings of the politicians, the major corporations and oligarchies subvert the will of the media, or sorry, the will of the people, and by using mass media, are able to nudge us into political camps that present themselves as being in such dire conflict with one another. <clears throat> now, there is no left or right on the current stage of North America, perhaps in Europe or elsewhere, but not North America. Liberals, conservatives, Democrats, Republicans, they're all mere inches apart on the political spectrum of the world. Now, it's a good thing people are passionate about politics and their opinions. Passion is always a good thing. It drives people to create, to focus, and to find new ways of doing things. But the negative passions must be tempered with rational self-interest. Rational self-interest is the enemy of the Illuminati, while hatred and fear are their biggest allies. If they can convince you that your people are shooting each other over political differences, it isn't far to, for them to convince you that you must join a side, and people of the opposite political st stripe are also more likely to commit violence. Divide and conquer, thesis and antithesis. The criminal globalists love setting up false dichotomies in politics because it lets them run their agenda without opposition. And this is what we must stand up and face. Excuse me. <coughs> because unless we stand up, there will be no one left to stand up with. Now, Stand Up, of course, is the theme song to this episode of Just Another Conspiracy Show, performed by Pipe Choir. Their anthem graces our show every time it plays. We'll dispense with the usual acknowledgments because, as it is a holiday week, we are simply honored by your presence and thankful you chose to listen. Lastly, thank you for inviting just another conspiracy show into your home today. <laughs>